Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, August 21st. Lots to get to. We'll talk about the Rays staying hot, being in first place. The Bucks getting ready for their second preseason game. Looking forward to the home opener against Dallas. Touch a little bit about some uh, college football and maybe even some high school football. The number here is 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. There's a lot going on at the Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at the Landing featuring several signature landing-only specialties like shareable appetizers, seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly, dog-friendly, desserts, craft beer, and cocktails and a lot more. And if you're looking for entertainment, we've got it. National holidays, food events, live music, karaoke, cornhole, and live team trivia. Check out our full menu on Facebook or online at thelandingvalrico.com. Sports is back and we've got that too. The Landing Bar and Grill off Lithia Pinecrest in Valrico. The Landing Bar and Grill. Land as strangers, depart as friends. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. As you know, the Buck are playing tonight in the second game of the uh, meaningless preseason, in my opinion. We'll be playing the Tennessee Titans, coached by Mike Vrabel. The Titans were in town this week. They had dual practices. And uh, from all from what I've heard, it was a, a pretty good week of practice, despite some dropped passes from our receivers. Uh, of course, Arians had to go on record as saying it really wasn't good. Brady made some bad passes and the receivers dropped some things. He's got to, you know, got to keep them somewhat check um, before the season starts. So I look forward to a game tonight where you're going to probably see Blaine Gabbard in there as a quarterback, um, uh, probably Vaughn, um, you know, and Hudson as a receiver. I don't think the starters will be going much, if at all. And they shouldn't be. This time of I really cringe at the preseason anymore. Uh, you're just kind of waiting for someone to, you know, tweak something or pull a muscle or find a reason to miss the game. There's only three preseason games this week, this year. So if we can get past this weekend, one more weekend we have, and then we could start the season against the Dallas Cowboys when it really means something. Um, if you, you know, if you like preseason, it's, it's pretty much just to watch some of the um, second or third string players who's going to make the team, who, um, you know, how they do against maybe the other team's starting defense if they play a little bit longer. Last week's game against Cincinnati. Um, you know, what I take out of that game is that no one got hurt. And that's the same thing I really want to take out of this game. I really can't wait for the preseason to be over and uh, start going out there and, and playing when it counts. So, you know, Brady had a good week of practice. If you listen to his press conferences, he uh, he's really engaged. He seems to be uh, as healthy as he's been in a long time. If you listen to him, you know, and if um, that's really the key, then... And if he's telling the truth, then the rest of the league might be in for a long season. All he's doing is getting you know better in the way that the 
um, continuity of the offenses flowing. Obviously, last year at this time, he was just trying to learn the playbook and get to know some of the um, you know receivers and uh, teammates on what their strengths are and everything else. And it really made it difficult for you know Byron Leftwich to go out there and you know call some plays, especially in the beginning half of the season. But as you saw. Come the second half, we're able to put some things together and you know, the rest talks for itself. So this year, uh, I really can't think of a uh, scenario that is going to give us problems. I'm not saying we're going to go out there and be successful and win every game. But what I am saying is that even if we go out there and we're down in the first quarter, first half, even the third quarter, we can still come back to win with the mindset that we have on the offense, uh, as long as the defense can go out there and they don't even have to dominate. I feel if they can go out there during the season and, you know, play half as good as they did in the Super Bowl, give us the opportunity to be in every game with the weapons that we have on offense. I don't see why we can't go out there and we'll definitely be in every game and have a chance to win every game. Like I said, Byron Leftwich last year had a, no, had a challenge in front of him trying to get used to a new quarterback himself as the offensive coordinator and going out there and trying to you know, spread the ball around when you have the talent on offense like they do with Godwin and Evans and Gronkowski and now you have OJ Howard healthy and it goes on and on. We have Brown outside on the, on the flanks. So the weapons that we have is really going to cause some problems for defenses across the league. And now Leftwich has the opportunity to have worked with uh, TB12 for over a year. And he gets to know him now. He gets to know how he thinks. And, you know, you get more in sync with someone. You don't know what place to call until you know what that person um, is capable of doing or in Brady's situation, what they want to do. So once they came to terms with those two components, they were able to put together um, a great run at the end of the season where it all came together. And like I've been saying, and I don't see any reason why they can't continue that pace throughout the season. So I'm really looking forward to this season starting. Like I said, these preseason games are more of an interruption to me. I know you have to have the preseason to get ready. I'm glad they cut it from four games to three. Um, we added another regular season game, so it's up to 17. We'll see how that plays out. Obviously, you know, as a player playing, I'm sure that they weren't really happy about adding another game. Um, though the physical toll that the sport takes on these athletes' bodies is pretty amazing. But, um, you know, I'm sure they'll figure it out. And maybe, you know, you have a chance to rest some players. And if you can figure out, you know, when the bye weeks are and play around that, maybe rest a couple starters and give somebody a chance to maybe recuperate a little bit better. Who knows? Uh, I don't see anyone uh, going 17 and all, although if anyone's going to, I think the Bucks would have the opportunity to. But in this day and age, with the talent throughout the league, there's always going to be one or two games during the season where things just aren't clicking 
and it doesn't work out in your favor. So we'd love to hear your thoughts about the preseason so far. If you want to call at 877-448-7901, you could always email the show, sports at power at 901.com. Now let me know what you think about the Bucks' chances this year. Uh, if you look at the conference that they're in, the division that they're in, I should say, you have Atlanta, you have Carolina, and you have the Saints. So the Saints are definitely up in the air right now with their quarterback, whether they're going to go with Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. Uh, imagine Jameis Winston coming down here as a starting quarterback. What's his reception going to be like at Raymond James when he walks onto the field? Do you think it'll be a, a warm reception? Do you think there's going to be uh, – a relief that, yeah, it's good to see him back, but I'm glad he's wearing a different uniform. Or, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see how that shakes out if he does come back and he's starting uh, against uh, the Bucks when he plays down here. I think that, you know, being able to sit for a year up there and learn from Breeze on the sidelines, it can only help his career. And if he matures a little bit more, he definitely has the talent that we've seen over the last uh, several years when he was down here. But, um, you know, I'm glad he's off the team, to be honest. And um, hopefully that he um, has a good season. And <clears throat> But nothing compared to what we're going to be doing. So, again, love to hear your thoughts. If you want to uh, go to jimmybsports.com, you can see all the updated scores, sports highlights, as well as sending me an email and let me know what you uh Looking forward to here in the second preseason game, or else we can talk about the first season game against the um, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott coming back from the, the leg surgery that he had that caused him to miss all of last year. Uh, now he has some shoulder issues. Had an MRI last week or a week and a half ago. Uh, he's listed as uh, probable for the game. I, as... You know, just looking at things from an outside point of view, see no reason whatsoever how he can come in and play in uh, two weeks or so when he hasn't been in that situation. You're going to have him come in after missing a whole season and play against a team uh, like the Bucks were so dominant at the end of the year. So I... I I would be surprised if he does play. And if he does play, I think he's in for a long night, honestly. And um, But I am looking forward to that first game. Anyway, we'll be right back to keep the show going. Number here again, 877-448-7901. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking a little bit about the Rays, but no, before we do that, I want to take a couple of emails here. One of them was from Sam in Clearwater saying, do you think that the 
Buccaneers are going to make you show a proof of vaccination card to enter Raymond James this year. Well, Sam, um, I'll say this. I know a couple teams in the NFL have started that process, one of them being the Saints. So if you plan on going to a Saints game this year, you're going to need to show some type of uh, proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test within the last 72 hours. And the um, Raiders have done the same thing. So there's two teams right now out of the whole NFL that are uh, implementing that. As of right now, the Buccaneers are saying they will not require proof of vaccine to enter a game. Of course, they are recommending that you follow some safety protocols and, um, you know, they're there are people that will be working inside the stadium, will be wearing masks and, uh, you know, act accordingly if you feel like uh, wearing something and then fine. But you will not have to show any type of uh, proof of vaccination to get into a game. And I really hope that it stays that way. Um, you know, Jane Castor, who's the mayor, has not shown any indication that um, they want to change that right now. So that coupled with the stance that DeSantis has um, within our state. Uh, I'm hoping that it doesn't uh, come to fruition like a couple other uh, teams that we just mentioned have done. So thank you for that email, Sam. Another email is from Denny the Realtor uh, asking, do you think the Rays will hold on and win the American League East? And if so, Why? Well, Denny, that's a nice uh, transition into the talking about the Rays right now. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that it doesn't matter whether they win the American League East or not. I think that there will definitely be in the playoffs. And I think that uh, whether or not they hold on to win the American League East, it's not going to really much matter as far as them in the playoffs. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that... If I had to say right now if they would win the American League East or not, I'm going to say that they're going to finish just short of the Yankees. And here's why. I see the Yankees doing a lot of things right now that remind me of the Rays. When you think of the Yankees, you think of, uh, you know, the, the Stanton. You think of George. You think of Garrett Cole. All the big money players that the Yankees are put in place and you expect big things out of the big names like that. Well, they're taking a page out of the Rays playbook right now. Uh, you know, after July 4th, the Yankees were at 500, a 500 team, I believe, on um, on July 4th. But, you know, they made some last-minute trade deadline acquisitions. They picked up Anthony Rizzo, Joey Gallo, and those guys are making a difference. But if you look at what they're doing, you have names like... Andrew Velasquez, um, Wandy Peralta, Tyler Wade. Who's ever heard of these guys? Nestor Cortez, Lulz Guild, Albert Abreu. These are people that aren't everyday names that are making a difference in the Yankees' ability to move up in the standings in the American League East. Uh, so to answer your question, I really, and it was funny to see Yankees fans chanting the other night. I, f I forget who they were playing, but they were winning and the fans were chanting, we want Tampa, we want Tampa. So what a, what an ironic change of, um, 
scenery, if you will, used to be the other way around. So I really feel that it will come down to the Yankees and the Red Sox, uh, the Yankees and the Rays to win the American League East. But I think both teams will make the playoffs. And um, of course, I like our chances against the Yankees in this scenario, but um, that's a good question. Thank you for the email. Talking about the Rays right now, heading into the weekend, we are 75 and 47. That's the best league, that's the best record in the American League. And now we're only, I think, one or two games off the best record in all of baseball. I think that the, um, the Giants and the Dodgers. Um, Giants have 78 wins. Dodgers have 76 wins. Other than that, no, we have the most wins in all of baseball. We're coming off uh, a couple good series this past week. And this weekend, we're playing the White Sox. Now, I'm going to say this. The White Sox, I believe, are one of the you know, top two or three teams in the American League. And I think that when it comes down to it, they're going to be in the mix um, right there to the end. They're a very, very tough team. They don't lose many games at home. I think they have the most wins in the majors at home. And um, no, we'll, we'll be playing them this weekend. So I think it's important for us to go out there this weekend and, and try to take um, at least two out of three. I know Walker was pitching last night for us. So our pitching staff, you never know who's going to be put out there in the position to, uh, you know, we might start a reliever and, throw two more believers in there and end up pitching a one-hitter. Um, I know that you know, Yarbrough had a decent game the other night, and I think that when you look at the team across the board, you see some production out of the players right now that should be producing. You know, you look at Lau, 29th home run the other night against Baltimore. Now, you might say, well, Baltimore, everybody beats Baltimore, but they... Um, they really um, have come into their own right now. I mean, the, the Rays, as far as getting the bats going, if you look at a Rosarina, I believe he's batting 280 right now. So he really raised his production in the last 45 days. Austin Meadows is 83, 84 RBIs. Like I said, Lau, 29 home runs. Uh, Rosarina has 115 hits. So you can go up and down the lineup right now. Wendell, very important out there at third. I love seeing him at third, uh, as well as um, Wander Franco you know, playing uh, the shortstop. He had a couple of multiple hit games this this week, talking about Franco. And when he, I'll tell you what, when he's up there, who would you rather see at the plate right now with runners in scoring position than Wander Franco? Um He's my bet. Uh, I'd like to keep, see him up there and uh, give him a chance to uh, go ahead and um, you know clear the bases. He uh, has the speed, good base running, um, and of course his bat is really where it should be right now. And of course you have you can't say enough about the, the production out of the catchers, you know, with Sinino and uh, Mejia. Both those guys, we lead the major leagues in production from the catching position this year with those two guys, which is a feather in their caps. And no, just across the board, Kiermaier, no, inside the park home run the other night, that comes from hustling. I don't care how fast you are to hit a home run inside the park. You're just hustling. So um, hats off to him. I saw Margot 
bunt the other day, which you no know, took me for a loop because we typically don't bunt on this team, but uh, he did. So we're finding ways to win games. Uh, we had the most runs scored after the seventh inning than any team in the majors right now. So across the board, it's really tough to dispute what this team is doing. And, you know, teams really don't want to face this because on any given night, you could have Meadows be the star of the game. You could have a Rosarina be the star. You can have Lowe be the star. You can have Diaz. You can have, you know, Wendell, Margot, Kiermaier, Zanino, right across the board. Brett Phillips, of course, G-Man Choi, so Franco. Any one of those guys could be the star of the game on any given night, and they do get a chance to bat at different spots in the lineup because, as you know, Cash definitely uh, you may have used the same lineup twice all year long in 120 games, so... Anyway, the Rays are doing what they need to do. Keep on doing what they're doing. And I look for a um, good outing this weekend against the White Sox. Your thoughts, 877-448-7901. You can email me, sports at power901.com. We'll be right back in the sports show on Power 90.1. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-726-2194. 800-726-2194. 800-726-2194. That's 800-726-2194. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking some college football right now. Uh, as you know, the end of uh, August is upon us, which means that it won't be long before Saturdays are spent uh, watching the college teams, the Florida State, Florida, the University of Miami, USF, UCF, all the local teams. So the top 25 polls came out. I want to just run through them quickly here with you. Of course, most shock or surprise, number one is Alabama in both polls, in both the coaches and the AP. You have Alabama as number one with um, Clemson and Oklahoma interchangeable at two or three. So uh, Bama... Clemson, Oklahoma, you have Ohio State at four, you have Georgia at five, Texas A&M at six, uh, North, uh, Notre Dame at seven, Iowa State at eight, uh, Cincinnati, you have them at nine, North Carolina at 10, uh, Florida, you have them at 11. So the Gators come in at 11 in one poll and 13 in the other. You have um, LSU at 13, Oregon is right there. You have Wisconsin at 15. The U of Miami is at 16 on this one. 
and 14 in the AP. Um, rounding out the top 25, Indiana at 17, Iowa at 18, Penn State at 19, Texas at 20, Washington at 21, Oklahoma State at 22, Louisiana at 23, Coastal Carolina at 24, and Ole Miss at 25. So, of course, that's just the preseason rankings. They will definitely change throughout the year. I think that if you look at what's going on in college football right now, I'm sure you've already heard that Oklahoma and Texas have already petitioned to get into the SEC conference. Looks as though that's going to be a done deal. And now just recently, we have a couple other teams that are looking to get into a, a conference amongst themselves. Pac-12, Big Ten, and the ACC are um, exploring uh, if they can intermingle and uh, perhaps have um, aligned themselves into a conference. So what you're going to see over the course of the next few years here is just a couple major conferences and you're going to have the power, probably the power four, in my opinion, and the rest of it is going to just be, you know, secondary to those four four big conferences. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. If it, if it helps the competition, it'll make it, um, you know, easier to pick the uh, the final four if you want to go to final eight teams. However, they're going to have it drawn out, but you will have uh, teams that are not in those power conferences probably be ineligible to get to uh, the playoffs at the end of the season. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because uh, a lot of college sports is you have some teams that – you know, may have a good year, but they don't play for a big power team and they don't have that opportunity um, to be recognized. So you may have that, which, well, that's what college sports is all about, in my opinion. Love to hear your thoughts on what you think about that. Um, along the same lines there as some football, you know, being down here in Florida, we have a great high school football uh, record in this state down here. And, you know, it's starting this weekend. You have a uh, High school football, a couple, uh, you know, preseason games this weekend, I believe, and uh, gearing up for the uh, regular season in the next week or two. Of course, you have to watch out for the COVID protocols as well. Um, each each county is responsible to uh, set that in place, from what I hear. Looking at the, the top 100, the top teams in the state, this area, you know, we always have some, some teams that – uh, are very strong and they seem to get better as the season goes on. Uh, we have Jesuit right now as the 19th team in the state. If you look at um, a ranking by um, Max Sports uh, for all the high school teams, you have Jesuit at 19, you have Berkeley Prep right there at 20. Tampa Catholic is a 32nd ranked team. So those three right there, um, no, they're in the top 50 of all the teams in Florida, which is you know great for preseason rankings. You have Hillsborough at 57, Bloomingdale at 61, Gaither at 63, Lakeland Christian at 64, Bartow uh, 66. So you look at some teams um, week in and week out, these high school coaches do a great job. You know, I don't know what they have to do as far as practices go, if they're limited with you know, the protocols or what they can and can't do. If a player 
uh, is test test positive? What has to happen? Are they out for that game or um, the social tracing, whatever it might be? But you also have teams like Tampa Bay Tech at seventy four, Clearwater Academy seventy six. Here's a shocker: Armwood seventy ninth. Uh, when was the last time you saw Armwood uh, that far down in the preseason rankings? The history that they have there, uh, I'm sure that you know, the team out of Sefner will have a, a good season as well. Calvary Christian at 89, and then um, Wiregrass at 95, Lakewood and St. Pete's also at 91. So definitely well represented within the high school ranks. Uh, if there's a, a high school coach out there that wants to shoot me an email, I uh, want to get you on the show, talk about um, the coaching these days and what's going on with the high school, with the protocols during COVID, uh, the different challenges that take place. You can give me a, uh, a call, email me, jimmybsports.com, and um, I'll get back to you. Give me a number to reach you at. And we'll set something up to have you on the show. So uh, it should be a great weekend of sports. I'm hoping that um, the Rays can have a productive series against the White Sox. The White Sox are definitely a team that, um, you know, scares me in the American League. That's for sure. But uh, I have more confidence in the Rays and their ability to find a way to win a game than anything else. So uh, let's go Rays the Bucks. Let's hope that uh, we can go out there and, not have any injuries and, um, you know, see something out of some second and third string players that may allow them to make the team and uh, get this team even better. And I think that if you look across the board, we're going to talk about some uh, fantasy football next week. Again, if you want to uh, email the show, jimmybsports.com, or you can call at 877 877- Four four eight seven nine zero one. That's all the time we have, guys. It always goes by too quickly. Thank you for listening. We'll uh, touch base next time. You've been listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. Talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.